welcome to Talent Bus, where I talk with SaaS companies on how they are doing their talent acquisition. On today's episode, I interview Hanna Kontinen from Prella. Uh, Hanna was the first people person on Prella's team in 2022, and she shares her learnings from the journey. And let's start from the year 2020 when Hanna joined Prella. What was the situation back then? Back then, Prella's headcount was around 30 people. So I think that was quite ideal timing to onboard the first people role. Um, I think that's always a good sign to uh, if the company invests in these roles very proactively. I mean, for example, at Prella, they already had a good situation. Uh, things were running quite uh, smoothly, but they just wanted to be a couple of steps, steps uh, ahead. So they hired an HR to make sure that things will keep running smoothly uh, in the future as well. Um, and that, of course, provided me a perfect opportunity to build a strong, you know, solid foundation for the future growth. And um, yeah, um, unfortunately, that's that's not always the case. Uh, it's un- unfortunately very common that uh, companies hire that first people person when things go south, when yeah. there's already a lot of challenges, problems on the table. So they hire that people person to fix fix those things uh, but Brella they definitely did things differently and to me that was a really positive sign uh, it said a lot about the company culture and about the founders values and to be honest that was the main reason why I decided to join Brella back then yeah. three years ago yeah and I can imagine really the situation is so different when you really have a kind of good situation. You hire a person to really kind of build up the kind of baseline for people, things rather than there is a problem. Let's say that we have big employee turnover or people are unhappy or we are unable to recruit people. I, I think it's way, way different starting starting points. So interesting, interesting. But what was the um, kind of, if we think about the kind of typical situation, so uh, I think most SaaS companies hire their first people person. Of course, it depends a lot on the company, but typically, at least from the companies that I know, it's maybe when you have 20, 30, 40 people in the, in the team. But what, what is your kind of typical situation before that one? Like, who do you think should own the people function before there is a people person on the team? Well, um, it Depends on the case, but at least in my experience, the tasks are usually shared between the CEO, COO, and or CFO. Um, I guess it depends on their experiences and, and personal motivation. I mean, for some founders, these things come quite naturally and they might be very interested in, in creating that strong value-based uh, culture, but in some cases, it might help to buy uh, some support from the uh, outside and use external partners. But uh, it really depends on when it's uh, the time to do that. Um, I've seen many different kind of cases. Uh, The range is usually something, it can be anything from 20 to 50. But after 50, I don't know how people do that. So yeah. yeah. Something around 30. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very hard after after that one. But you mentioned there that kind of 
one kind of typical case when people do bring in a people person is when there is kind of challenges on already. And of course, that is a phase when you for sure need to bring someone in. But kind of if you don't want to go there, kind of wait until that, that moment happens. Like how a company or SaaS company CEO should know like when to bring in the first people person. Is it like something regarding like if you have high growth goals, high hiring goals, or kind of what should be the kind of moment when you realize that, hey, okay, now in order not to get those challenges, those problems, like now it would be a perfect time to bring in someone? Yeah, uh, good question. Uh, I don't think there's one size fits all answer to that, uh, but I think there are, uh, factors to consider when you're planning on on hiring that very first uh, people role. And as you mentioned, company size and the headcount is definitely one thing. Uh, as the startup grows and adds more employees, it may become more difficult to manage all the HR tasks without dedicated support. Uh, but it depends on the situation. Um, also, I would say that the complexity of HR tasks uh, is also one factor that you should keep in mind. For example, if the startup has a very, I don't know, complex benefits program or multiple locations globally or high number of employee issues to manage, it may be more efficient to hire an HR professional to handle to handle these tasks. And uh, of course, as you said, growth plans and recruiting volume plays a big role. So definitely, if you know that there is going to be high recruiting volume in the near future, then it could be smart to hire people role well in advance before the mayhem <laughs> begins, uh, so to say. And um, yeah, maybe also uh, I would mention that it, it depends... Uh, the availability availability of other HR resources. So how much and how well the other people in the company can support with, with those HR-related tasks. That, I mean, sometimes the founders and the rest of the management team can be like super motivated uh, in leading the culture and developing those processes. So in those cases, the company might survive a bit longer without a full, full-time uh, HR. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And kind of when we think about people things, I, I think we can basically divide that one to kind of two parts. So basically, first part, how do we bring people in? So basically recruitment, employee branding and all that. And then another part, when a person has joined our company, how we make sure that those uh, people stay happy, there is development opportunities and all that kind of within the company. And of course, kind of in the beginning, like I, I think if companies would have the choice, they would hire both someone to handle their recruitment then maybe someone to handle their employer branding, then someone maybe to handle their current people and all, all that. But then if we look at the things we can really do, there's... Uh, no chance that a starting startup would uh, hire three people, uh, kind of people team in the in the beginning. So you basically need to go either with, let's say, a 
recruiter who has some experience on HR stuff or experienced people leader who has some experience on recruitment stuff, like what kind of person you would bring in the first? Yes, I think, as you said, you need to do some some com- com- compromises uh, there. But at least in my experience, uh, it's usually either an HR or recruiter, depending on the case. But um, in my, my my personal opinion is that I think it might be a better idea for a startup to hire an HR professional before a recruiter um, for a couple of reasons. Uh, first of all, I think the HR can manage a wide range of tasks related to employee management and support, including the talent acquisition. So you kind of you can get uh, everything. Uh, and once the HR foundation is in place, then a startup may then want to consider bringing on a recruiter to help with the specific recruiting efforts. Um, but I've seen many different kind of cases. Uh, sometimes, for example, the CEO can be very interested in taking care of all the HR uh, tasks and they hire a recruiter who can then, for example, grow into a HR role uh, uh, after a while when the company grows. Uh, but yeah, it really depends on the on the situation. Yeah, of course. But I think here is the same kind of rule of thumb that is basically for most of the roles. So kind of when you are a smaller company, you most likely need more kind of generalist role for people who can do kind of multiple things. And as you continue to grow, you can have like more specific roles, for example, recruiter, employer branding and all, all that kind of stuff. Mm. Kind of if, if you look now at your growth journey at Rella, you've been kind of growing as a company and you as a professional, like if you would now move to another SaaS company, similar stage, Rella was when you joined roughly 30 people, like where would you start as a people person? Like what would be the first things to kind of go through, make sure that those are in the right place? Um. Well... I would make sure that the most important parts of the employee life cycle are in place. Uh, plus, I would say that the most common mistake that some HR people or even the founders do is that they don't pay enough attention to the scalability, scalability part. Uh, it's very, uh, there might be a temptation to create these quite heavy HR processes. Uh, in the beginning when the team is smaller or it, there might be a temptation to kind of choose very generous uh, benefits in the beginning but once the uh, company scales that can create a lot of <laughs> challenges uh, and I've seen it uh, many times so I would definitely focus focus on those things creating yeah. a very strong foundation scalable uh, processes and yeah also i would probably invest on coaching and supporting the managers a lot because in the end at the end of the day it's they who kind of are closest uh, to the employees so it's really really important that you make sure that they know what they're doing and they have all the tools that they will need 
uh, to succeed. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned the employee life cycle over there. Can you share some kind of real life examples of what that kind of exactly means? Yeah, sure. Uh, well, basically, I think it kind of covers everything, uh, starting from employee branding and recruiting and onboarding to, I don't know, well-being initiatives, talent development, uh, performance management, career paths, um, everything until uh, the off-boarding part. So, yeah, there is definitely a lot of <laughs> task on um, people, persons. Table. Yeah, yeah. And I can imagine and, um, the other thing you mentioned there, the scalability. So, for example, for the employee life cycle, there is got a lot of things to that you would like to have in a kind of very good stage. But then, of course, kind of when starting, you cannot handle kind of everything in a perfect way. Like, yeah. and then regarding employee life cycle, like where would you start over there? Like, in in your opinion, what are the most important things? For example, have you noticed that? Well, onboarding is something that companies don't focus enough or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think onboarding is really critical, critical uh, part. And and for some reason, companies often neglect neglect that part because it's all about the it's the first impression is really important when the uh, new employee joins. And it's really important that you engage that person really early on. So handling the recruiting process with a high good candidate experience and then uh, taking care of the onboarding process that's really really important for the um, retention yeah yeah do you report to your ceo or to some other people or who do you report to uh yes Mm, both to our ceo and coo yeah uh, can you share a bit more kind of in, uh, I think you can share some examples of how, how you are measured uh, at Rela, but also like if you would be a CEO of a SaaS company, how would you measure the success of the first people person? Yes, uh, very, very uh, difficult question. Um, uh, at Brella we use this, uh, famous OKR model, and that has worked quite well. So the people teams' uh, ob- objectives are connected to the company level objectives. So I think it's all about like um, like uh, people team has succeed if the other functions have succeed. And I would say that the good metric is that uh, if the other teams manage to meet their goals uh, sustainably and by by sustainably i mean that they meet their goals without compromising the well-being factor so it's 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 really important so yeah um the okr model has worked for us uh, plus i think it's um one important metric is that the HR should be able to work quite independently. So the more senior the person is, the more independently the HR should be able to work so that the CEO uh, can focus on other things. And there has to be trust uh, between them so that uh, the CEO can trust that HR is kind of... um, following the values and making right kind of decisions. Yeah, 
Exactly. And I think one kind of key things around that one is really to make sure that your kind of business goals and business objectives are really aligned with your kind of HR and people people stuff. So super, super important. We kind of quickly already talked about kind of scaling the people team. So kind of, for example, if you have, let's say, HR person first and maybe bring in a recruiter at some point, but can you share like what has happened at Trella kind of during your time? Has there been some other team members coming in? If yes, like when and why? Yes. Uh, we hired, we, we started scaling our people team after a year. Uh, and I think um, in many companies, it's quite natural to hire either a people coordinator or a recruiter to support with the, with the HR tasks or with the hiring tasks, depending on the, on the company's needs. Uh, so we hired both, both a recruiter and a people co- coordinator. And uh, I have to say that it's not like scaling the people team does not always depend on the headcount. It's not always about size. Uh, It just depends on where do you want to focus on. Uh, If there's only one HR uh, person in the company, they usually need to be quite hands-on and and focus on very operational tasks. Uh, However, if you bring some additional support, for example, HR coordinator or recruiter, it allows the more senior HR person to focus on more strategic, strategic uh, things. So it really depends on like how much you want to invest uh, on the on the people team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear people often say kind of the exact same that hey, when you are bringing in, for example, in your case, more people to your team, and then you can focus on the strategic things. Then I'm always like, like, what are those strategic things? Can you give some like really, really concrete examples? For example, what it meant in your case, like what things you kind of really worked over there? Yeah, uh, well, uh, coaching and supporting the the leadership team, the management team is is definitely uh, one of the priorities for me at the moment, and also how would I say? being a couple of steps ahead, thinking what uh, the teams will need in a couple of months, how we should design the teams uh, in the near future, and uh, also supporting the career paths. That's one really, really uh, important topic. And that in what kind of roles our employees uh, can grow. Um, so maybe that's a couple of examples, but yeah, really... Yeah. Not easy, but very important yeah, uh, topics. For sure. And kind of for coaching the management, was, was it more around kind of uh, HR stuff regarding kind of current people or also kind of coaching them regarding, for example, recruitment, bringing new new people in or kind of what were the main, main topics around that? Yeah, uh, I would say both. Uh, being a manager can be quite lonely role. <laughs> Uh, sometimes so just having someone to spar with it's really really important and uh yeah we do both it 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 can be the topic can be anything but it's important that they know that there's a support available and i try to help them as much as i as i can yeah great and then last question for today and i think this is an interesting one 
So kind of as we all know, market situation in SaaS companies and all in all is very interesting right now, especially if SaaS company is uh, VC-backed as Brella is as well. And there's a lot of people, persons over there with very challenging situations. So where do you believe that this year, 2023, a challenging year, like where people, leaders should be really focusing this year? Yeah, I love that question. Uh, it's been challenging a couple of years. <laughs> a lot of, lot of challenges have been there. Uh, but I would definitely say that uh, people leaders need to focus on well-being topics. Uh, I still feel, I still think that people are still uh, recovering from post-COVID uh, situation. Uh, so well-being. Uh, it's a very important topic, uh, emotional, physical, uh, and even financial um, well-being, very important. Uh, also, um, if you follow the news, uh, like I think, unfortunately, we might see uh, uh, some layoffs uh, this year as well. As you said, the market situation is very challenging, so that plus the overall financial situation that can create a lot of insecurity uh, within the company. So it's really important that the kind of people leaders, they focus on these things and make sure that everyone feels safe and they focus on the psychological safety within the company. So, so that's one thing. Also, if the company is, uh, if it's a global company, uh, I think that, or at least, um, Based on my experience, uh, the rec global international recruiting scene is changing a lot at the moment. So it's really important to kind of stay on top of the game there. There's a lot of new possibilities there, for example, the EOR models. So the competition is still quite, quite fierce. So yeah, that's one, one perspective as well. And that's a wrap for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Hopefully you got a lot of good ideas about SaaS talent acquisition. If you enjoyed the episode, feel free to share it on your social so others can hear it too. And if you have a topic in mind that you would like me to cover in this podcast, share it with me as well. I'm Samuli, CEO and co-founder in TalentV, where we help fast-growing SaaS companies in their talent acquisition. Make sure to follow us, make sure to follow this podcast and have an awesome week. Bye-bye.